All right. Uh, welcome back to David Foster Wallace and Gromit, the only officially unlicensed Evan Adjust fan cast. Uh, my name is Jared. With me as always is Steve to discuss uh, our weekly selection of David Foster Wallace's seminal classic Infinite Jest, as well as a weekly reading selection of our choosing and uh, culture at large, you know, what's happening in our lives, the world around us and the lives of others. Steve, how are you uh, this fine February morning? I'm doing just fine. I just wanted to give a small preview and that is we'll be reading uh, or rather discussing our weekly selection, which was Ultramarine by Malcolm Lowry. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it's uh, it's just one of those books. It's... Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And actually, for our well, we're going to get into um, Tasty Tipple or Tipple Talk, our weekly tipple discussion, uh, in which we'll go over our beverages. I actually have a, a fourth beverage that I went ahead and grabbed in honor of. Uh, okay. This week's this week's weekly or uh, this week's reading selection, uh, a little a little uh, Lowry esque tipple selection, if you sure. will. So let's go ahead and before we get sure. into the mailbag, we do have some important yeah. correspondence and something that Steve has not quite seen yet. But I do want to quickly say, for okay. Tasty Tipples, a podcast within a podcast for beverage discussion, contemplation, and reflection, we have uh, I have four beverages before me. Okay, I have my classic thirty two ounce jar of water. Um, it's important right. in these trying times to stay hydrated. I try to drink yeah. about two gallons a day. And it's also important to uh, drink all of your drinks and liquids from storage containers rather yes. than cups, which are very affordable. Um, as we all know, people should be drinking out of mason jars instead of mugs or cups. Yeah, Steve's trying to give me the business. Not because... designed for. No, Steve's Thank trying to give me the business because what I'm what I'm drinking out of here mm-hmm. is a uh, is a is a is an opaque a brown a brown glass um, ball a bell, ball jar a wide mouth thirty two ounce uh, mason jar. What Steve does not realize and how severely he's bungled is that this jar was given to me as a take home or a takeaway uh, treat when I was supporting uh, local uh, Seattle beer hall De Beer Stube, um, getting a takeaway liter of beer. It was given to me in this in this vessel, and I said, "Do I get to keep the jar?" And they said, "You get to keep the jar." And I said, "Well, I appreciate that, and I will be drinking my water out of this because four of these equal my first gallon of the day, and it's a good way to keep track." Now, my second beverage. Sure. Well, let me just let me just yeah go ahead and on. just jump in there real quick. Let me tack on just a little a yeah little please do to that that is I just want everyone to know that we should be drinking. Uh, go to the store. Go to your local supermarket right now. Go buy a mason jar. Throw away the lid. You're not yep. going to need it. No. Buy buy jars. Yep. Put your water in it, mm-hmm. and ideally, if you can, if you can get an actual jar that says Mason on it, that's ideal. But really, you should be paying above five uh, five USD, uh, and you know your currency, whatever your currency is, the, you you have exchange rates on Google.com. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, by the way. And so make sure that the price range for your jars is over five and uh, drink from those. Toss the lid, chuck it. You don't need it. Drink from jars, not from cups. And I wanted to say thanks to our sponsor this week. And sorry, to, sorry, Jared, jump in on sponsors so early. I mean, I'm sure, not sure. necessarily, but I didn't tell Jared about this. Our sponsor this week is Jars, the jar company. And that is jars.com. And uh as I said, it is cool. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're too young to get in your car and drive to the supermarket or get on a bike, drive to the supermarket, tell your parents what you want is a jar. You don't want any of that, you know, cups are for babies, mugs are for babies. You may as well just get a sippy cup lid and stick it right on. Jars, open jars, toss the lid. That's the way to go. Thanks to jars.com. Uh, go check them out for jars of all sizes. Uh, Completely uh, non-closable jars exclusively. That's jars.com. And they're they're supporting us for this episode. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you to jars.com. Yeah, thank you to jars.com. Remember, you can uh, get 20% off your first order with code DFWAG20. That's DFWAG20, David Foster Wallace and Gromit 20 for 20% off your first order at jars.com. Moving on. Let me let me jump in. Let me just jump in and tack something on here really quick. And that is if if you forget, in case you forget. Uh, you know, DFWAG sometimes can be hard to remember mm-hmm. uh, for you guys. I know a lot of, I mean, a lot of people are 
understand, uh, you know, or maybe they're even into reading uh, books. Maybe they're the type of people who are into books. I should hope so. This is the foremost literary podcast. Well, right. So you would think, you know, maybe some of the, some of the listeners out there are big bookheads or bookworms, actually, is what they're yeah. called, culturally speaking. Uh, but DFWAG can, can be a bit tricky to remember, so just uh, think about it as such. The D stands for dogs. The F stands for finally. And the WAG stands for wag, as in wag their tails. Yeah. Dogs can finally wag their tails. Thanks to this podcast. Thanks to jars.com. You know dogs love drinking out of jars. Check out jars.com. DFWAG 2020. Dogs finally wag yeah. their tails because they're happy to see jars.com. So thanks, Jars, and everybody out there, check it out. Uh, thanks for the support. Yeah, Jared, and, back to you. And Steve, I really appreciate that. Now, I don't, uh, you know, I appreciate you breaking that down for our listeners in a way that they can better understand it. But there is an important uh, aspect to the copy given to us by jars.com for this week's read. Um, they wanted us to use the helpful mnemonic uh, DFWAG. Dallas, Fort Worth, and Glendale. That's right. Those are the two main shipping and manufacturing headquarters for jars.com, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, and Glendale, California. Uh, again, that's DFWAG20, as in Dallas, Fort Worth, and Glendale, Cal- uh, 20. Let me Cal- add something to that really quick. And I, I don't know if it was, it could be that they sent me a different email, but it wasn't Glendale, California. It was Glendale, Arizona. On what? Is there A Z? Ah, sure. Not California. Fort Worth, Texas. Sure. Yeah. But Glendale, Arizona. Yeah, listeners, why don't you drop us an email and uh, let us know which one exists? Listener, why don't you drop us an email and tell us which one exists? Glendale, California or Glendale, Arizona? Yeah, Steve, go ahead and do a quick Google while you're at it. I can see your your face light up on the screen. Anyway, moving on. Thank you again to jars.com. Moving on, we have uh, another sponsor of ours, Trader Joe. Oh, you're feeling vindicated? Oh, is there a Glendale, Arizona? Yeah, it's a Glendale, Arizona. I told you. Where is it? In Arizona. No, asshole. Where about? Where about? Where about? What's what's another major metro area near it? I do want to say for the record, Glendale. Hold on. Glendale, Arizona bills itself as Arizona's antique capital. Oh, wow. All right. Well, here's the episode. Let's walk through that that one, gang. (laughs) What do you mean? I don't know what it's near. I mean, I don't really. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Listeners, you're getting to experience some really exciting research being done in media res right now. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Welcome to DFWAG. That is your foremost research experience. Uh, Well, we teach you how to do research. It's It's DFW. It's DFWAG Digital Foster Wallace and Gromit. That's right. We've gone fully digital. We've become the lawnmower men. We are plugging in and we are never leaving. We're into big data and we're going to share all our results with you. That's research.com. Thanks, guys. We're also into your big data and we're going to share it all with our sponsors. Don't ever listen to this podcast because we're downloading all of your data. (laughs) It's an NSA PSYOP. years and years in the making and years and years like four years in the making we only managed to get 40 episodes out it's been a secret nsa site <laughs> 40 episodes with like two listeners yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i'll tell you what all you listeners out there those two listeners that have been listening since the very beginning they're done they're done for <laughs> they're done for your goose is cooked let me tell you right now <laughs> um i'll tell you what they're they're may as well be swimming with fishes these days oh boy oh boy you're gonna get knock on your door any minute now we've heard what uh, we've heard what you've been saying and we don't like it let me tell you right now there are certainly they're gonna go to a restaurant they're gonna order the gobble ghoul and guess what they're gonna get instead they're gonna get a couple of knuckle sandwiches from steve and jared over at dfwag i can tell you right now there are 14 people who have left negative reviews on the apple podcast platform who are gonna get a knock at their door that's that's (laughs) goddamn right i tell you right now Got a little um, takeout coming right up. Yeah, a little. T- <laughs> they're gonna get a post. They're gonna get a post stamp with the return address, Glendale, Arizona. They're gonna get yeah, five across never, the lips, courtesy of Glendale, Arizona. Never order from Glendale, Arizona, mm-hmm. or else you're gonna get 
you're going to get something wacky in your mail. You're going to get one of those uh, glitter bombs in your mail. Yeah, or a regular bomb. <laughs> all right. Get, yeah, all of our all 14 are negative reviewers are going to get a little bit of... Uh, let me tell you right now. Let me tell you right now. Starts with an A. It's also the name of a band. Going to get it in the mail. Tell you what. Um, Starts with an A, name of a band. Anthrax. Is that a band? Yeah. Know. Yeah, of course. Anthrax, it's like the same. Um... Man, I was trying to, I was trying to, you know, I was trying to think of dumb bands that started with an A, you know, the only one that came to my head. What? Doesn't even start with an A. I just kept <laughs> thinking of train. <laughs> just tell you right now, it starts with an A, it's coming to your door. That's right, train. <laughs> the A train. So. Mm. Anyway, moving on with our tipple for this week. Again, thank you to jars.com, yeah. Glendale, Arizona, and California. Thanks, and, guys. of course, to the NSA. Um, second is from our sponsor, Trader Joe's. This is the sparkling uh, mineral water, uh, one of the small bottles. Not the big liter bottles, but the 18-ounce um, small bottle. This is with a twist of lime. Now, I am enjoying this by itself. It is a nice, crisp, refreshing treat on a, on a, on a, uh, a cold and, and blustery day. But even better is uh, mixing it with my third tipple. That's right, a little bit of uh, no sugar added uh, cranberry juice in my little Coca-Cola uh, glass. I mix uh, equal parts cranberry juice and uh, lime mineral water for a little bit of a... Uh, you're going to say lime juice. Boy, oh boy, you're going through a bunch of limes with that. I'm, let me tell you right now, I'm feeling it's the sour hour. Welcome, David Foster, Wallace, and Gromit listeners to the Sour Hour, the premier citrus podcast. I'll tell and you for my all those lips because we're drinking citrus. I'm going like this. Anyway. You know, I'm drinking lime-flavored tea right now. Whoa, whoa, wait your turn. I got a fourth tipple. Oh, sorry. Damn, I chill. didn't know it was... Damn. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I have to wait my turn so that you can uh, whoa, tell your four drinks before chill. I tell chill. my one. Steve's playing too much right now. That's what's going on. Thanks uh, I just wanted to say that I got sort of my Laurian surprise. My, uh, my, my DFWAGLSTM. <laughs> Um, a little bit of, and I mean a little bit because I do need, I've only had one meal today, uh, a little bit of Irish whiskey in honor to, of, uh, Malcolm Lowry, uh, vicious, famous, alco famous vicious alcoholic, vicious alcoholic, vicious Irishman and famous, uh, famous alcoholic. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it when we really talk about ultramarine, but it is shocking that he would include in his own book that's supposed to feature him favorably as the main character in his semi-autobiographical fiction where the other sailors even confront him about his alcoholism at the age of 19. But they say, you're hitting it pretty fucking hard there, Dana. <laughs> um, anyway, Steve, Tell you what, would, the pipes, the pipes are calling. The pi <sighs> Danny boy, more like Dana boy. <laughs> uh, Steve. Tell me about your tipple. I need to know about the that tipple. Boy. Uh, I'm drinking tea. I already said it's lime flavored. You got to lean a little closer to the laptop. Oh, sorry. I'm uh, drinking tea. Don't tell people that this is a laptop. I like them to think that this is a full-on rig. Yeah, a full up, battle station. I've souped up a, a rig. A, yeah. A PC rig. Well, that's the thing. A, I mean, for a so... PC gaming rig. For so long, we've really gone to the ends of the earth to to convince people that you're here in Seattle too. But what people don't realize is that you're behind a huge rig in Glendale, Arizona at the NSA headquarters. You're suit and tie, you got your little security badge oh, and yeah. you're during your lunch break. Right behind that spot. moon landing soundstage. I tell you what. Exactly. Thanks exactly. to the NSA. <laughs> thanks to NSA. Thanks to NASA. Have you ever, here's a, here's a thing before getting into tipples. Here's a thing. Have you ever thought about this one? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously I'm goofing about the NASA or the soundstage thing. But have you, have you ever thought that NASA doesn't really exist? It's just a clothing company. Like there is no there is no NASA, but they make a, like billions of dollars selling shirts. Well, and jumpsuits. <laughs> I mean, you know, in terms yeah. of uh, in terms of the t you see the t-shirts everywhere, right? Yeah. Well, they have a holding deal with Fred Meyer and Walmart to make just those basic logo tees and then they run them through the wash a couple times to get them a little cracked right. and then they put those right, on the exactly. shelves for like a 20 spot yeah nasa's not doing like space stuff nasa's making deals with fred meyer they're making deals with walmart and fred meyer to get them t-shirts out there they're making a fortune on those tees. 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, look, 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 I, I, it's, it's actually really funny. You should say that because I was just hanging out with Fred the other day, me and Frederick Meyer, we went we go over to the Sandpoint tennis club where COVID sure. doesn't exist for the wealthy elites like us. And, uh, we, right. <laughs> and we were, we were batting around the ball a couple of times. We were goofing around and he was saying, Oh yeah, actually Bollies. it's funny. Well, he was just, he was basically just telling me, you know, it's not, it's a non-story. I don't want to bore our listeners with, you know, my, my, uh, erudite comings and goings, but he was basically saying, you know, after this, I actually got to hang out here a little longer. I got the people from NASA coming by, um, you know, Ned and Nathan NASA, uh, coming by to talk about some of the new designs they're going to be holding over at the good Fred Meyer stores. And I said, you know, you know, 20 year friendship, don't want to disrupt it. 20, 30 year friendship we've had. I said, I don't want to, you know, rock the boat, but have you ever considered, you know, that maybe it's not a good look to have a, a, a chain of stores just sure. named after yourself first and last. And he said, sure. He said, you know, I've thought of it. I've considered it. You know, I've walked the idea around a little bit and ultimately I don't mind. I think ultimately it's important that people understand where they get their good wares from and they understand that whatever's on their list, they can get it from me specifically. I'll tell you, you better make sure that Fred doesn't pour cement in your shoes because I wouldn't have gone through uh, questioning him like that. Well, me and Fred, again, we've been friends, what, 40, 50 years? We go way back. Sure. You, know. you know, another thing, what if, you know, you could start a clothing company just as easily called Nate and Steve Anderson. You know, that's, you get two people named Anderson together, Nate and Steve Anderson. They're bada bing, bada boom. Before you know it, you, you're, uh, you're uh, printing out NASA t-shirts like they're, uh, like they're nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Something I mean, about. I mean, you, and you expand on it. You, uh, you get the copyright and the trade and the, the registered business for Nate and Steve Anderson, LLC, but then you opened up a restaurant, a space, a, a, a you know, yes. aerospace space and, themed, <laughs> space themed restaurant <laughs> just called N A S A. Makes, make sure to get a gourmet, you know, all the famous space cuisine out there, uh, to the public. Did you hold on? This, this. Did you ever see? Um, They've got the, all their drinks are colored like urine. Did you ever see uh, Ad Astra? No. It came out. It came out a couple years ago. There's a. There's a. It's. Is it's that the one with uh, Michael. Brad Pitt. Uh, Michael. <laughs> no, not Michael Brad Pitt. The guy with the. Uh, you know, the guy that hides in the bookshelf. The guy What's that, that hides. It's like a three-dimensional bookshelf. bookshelf. What? A guy yeah. who hides in a 3D bookshelf? Golly. What's that movie called? I don't know. It's by, a famous, it's by a famous guy. Jeff something. Okay. Listeners, let us know about the 3D bookshelf movie. No, I was the point I was just going to make is that in the movie, it's, it's, uh, it takes place in the you know, like nearish future, and he's, uh, he's going on this expedition. I'm not going to get into the weeds of it, but there's a scene where he uh, touches down on the moon, and where there, where there are now commercial flights coming in and out. It's sort of like... Um, it's sort of like uh, Solaris, you know, there are commercial flights in outer space, but um, in the sure. moon, the moon airport, the moon spaceport, there's a big fuck all Applebee's neon sign on the surface of the moon. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. No, I, yeah, I saw that in theaters. Cool. I said, now, now we're talking, now we're getting yeah, somewhere. Yeah. And a guy, a guy walks up to Brad and says like, hey, welcome to Applebee's. My name's Jeff. Uh, we've got a special two entrees for the price of one. It's just so fucking cool to imagine an Applebee's on the moon because the slogan's still the same. It's you know, still the it's say, still the eating good in the neighborhood, and it's like what? Yeah, <laughs> eating good, eating good say, on the planet. Thinking yep. about Applebee's on the moon is cool, but thinking it's I mean to me it's equal in terms of thinking about Applebee's in general. That's true. Going there and getting um, I, I for uh, for Emily's birthday last year. That's a place of choice. It, it was the place of choice before before COVID kicked off January sure. of, of 2020. We were at the Applebee's. I was getting to me a big tall Budweiser. Um, Emily got herself some kind of little margarita. I don't even think we ate. I think we just had drinks at the Applebee's as a family. Make your way down to Margaritaville, I tell you. I said I was wasting away in Margaritaville. I said when I'm oh. here, I'm family. No, it's Olive Garden. That's uh, yeah. Eat uh, Applebee's is eating good in the neighborhood, right? Is that still their thing? I don't know. I'm not good with slogans. Anyway, um, is that the Brazilian lime tea that you're imbibing for tipple time? Oh yeah, I'm of still course. celebrating, but we'll get that when we go when we get into sports. I'll, I'll get into why I'm celebrating. So 
All right, let's do sports after we touch on the mailbag because we have something really That's important to get into. First, you know? Now, what we have here is a uh, an email from January twenty seventh. It looks like this was from like the night of the last episode releasing. This is from a David Greenspan. Uh, head, <laughs> subject says exciting partnership opportunity. <clears throat> Stephen Jared, I'm glad the pod's back. I missed DFWAG in 2020, and among all the travesties that stained that year, that stain of a year, excuse me, brought with it, not enough of y'all in my pod rotation was certainly number one. Anyway, enough gushing. I'm not here to stroke your egos. You have a valuable, highly regarded literature podcast. You know it. I know it. The Suits at Big Podcast know it. Let's talk business. As we all know, 20 Money won the year of the bag chaser. Get that bread. Fuck you. Pay me. Disregard sexual relations to acquire the universal equivalent commodity form. So my question to you two is simple. How much money are we going to make? If you accept my proposal, the answer is a lot. Boatloads. Boats loaded with boxes loaded with money. What else in those boxes? J-beans. Fuck no. J-beans are last decade. We're leaving those in the past and moving on to bigger and better beans. Steve, I want to pause for a second before we continue. I just want to address all the listeners right now. I appreciate the correspondence. I like where you're coming from and I like where your mind is at. Obviously, it is 20 money one year, the bag chaser. I do have a bone to pick with... Uh, Fuck no, J-Beans are last decade. <laughs> Excuse me? Something as timeless? Something well, as evergreen as a J-Bean? Steve, please. Listen, if you think the J-Beans are evergreen, you better check that bag, my friend, because there are all sorts of colors. Got news for you on that one. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm very happy with this. I'm, uh, you know, look, J-Beans are for everyone. I'm... Obviously, I'm uh, personally offended that we that we're declaring J beans out of style, right? So not in vogue. Um, however, look, in general, I I haven't even read the full. I haven't even listened to the full email, and I'm already ready to jump up, jump the gun, and accept the proposal. Well, you know hold on. I mean? Let's not let's not go too okay. crazy and accept the proposal I, just I yet. Don't okay. Get ahead of myself. I, as much as I love J beans. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think as much as you love J beans, you're chasing. That's the thing. You know, I said J beans are evergreen, and you had the yeah, the maybe. audacity to correct me, but I think you're chasing another sure. kind of green, and I think you're talking about a little moolah green, a little gun, a little ganja very, green. It could very well be. I'm going for the brass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. What can I say? Anyway, let's get back into it. Um. Bigger and better beans. Okay, that's right. Green beans. My company, Del Monte Foods Limited, America's favorite bean outlet, wants to be the sole sponsor of David Foster Wallace and Gromit. I won't lie. We're going to ask a lot of you. Unique ads for each episode. Hand-drawn show art to replace your current litigation waiting to happen art. Banner ads in the quite frankly strange dimensions. 69 by 420 and so on. Exclusive interviews with our C-suite executive. The list goes on. Your compensation? Nothing less than a 25% stake in the company. We are currently generating... We currently generate upwards of 75 million cans of premium green beans each year. That translates to a lot of revenue. How much? Well, I can't say until both of you sign stringent NDAs. But believe me when I say it's enough to change your pathetic lives. Are you ready to stop talking about history and make it? I eagerly await your reply. Warmest regards, the man himself, Mr. Del Monte. Now, Steve. So, I mean, so here's the thing. Yeah. Do we discuss this or do we on air decide if we should accept the proposal or not? I, I think mean, here's what, where I, let me, you, okay. I want to, I want to get your take on this, but where I am, sure, sure. it's twofold or threefold. Maybe it's a, maybe it's, uh, you know, infinite, but I would say a couple things. I always appreciate hearing from our listeners. I always appreciate from uh, hearing from people who uh, I want to offer their unique perspective, their local flavor, their boots on the ground correspondence, any business opportunities, what have you. Um, I didn't know it was going to be this big. I Exactly. I, I always appreciate a business opportunity. That being said, in this episode alone, I mean, jars.com, Trader Joe's, you know, I can't, imagine, I can't imagine severing ties with some of the beloved franchise opportunities that have uh fallen in our lap i can't imagine i can't imagine going to the good people at nabisco snack works and saying look um we're gonna have to go in another direction sure uh now del monte foods (laughs) it's a lot of green 
Sure. It's all the green. Now here's let me let me weigh in here. Sure. Okay. And I and I don't really know too much about Del Monte Foods. I'll have to check. I'll have to check the stock market. Yeah, you have to look at the stock market. Mm -hmm. I'll have to check. I'll have to check. I'll have to check my uh, my spreadsheets. My personal. <laughs> yeah. To check my personal files on <laughs> in terms of spreadsheets. Uh, but I gotta, I you know, I have to go through and look at that. I have to do my research, as as we as we touched on before. Um, look, my problem is is going with Del Monte and dropping all sponsors. Is it gonna be the classic? I'm sponsored by Apple and Nike and Coca Cola. And I leave them, you know, a lot of the, this often happens, I think, in a lot of industries, a lot of media industries. I'm sponsored by Apple, I'm sponsored by Nike, I'm sponsored by Coca-Cola. And then, and, and I sell effectively sole ads, sole sponsorship to something like Audible. Is that what I want? Right. I get I mean... it. I get it. Audible, Dollar Shave Club, all those things. That's the top. Yeah. But do you sell secondary, sell your stock, let's say, uh -huh. secondary options just, just to have a stake at the top? And that's what I don't know. And this is something, of course, that we have to discuss. But, we, you know, Mr. Del Monte, we appreciate that you're a listener. We appreciate all the, the correspondence and reaching out. And we're very happy about that. Uh, it's really great. Yeah. Really, really thankful for that. But uh, I don't know, Jared, do we decide on error or do we discuss it? I think we'll discuss it. I think uh, I think all we can say for now, frankly, is, um, you know, David, thank you so much for your email. We love listening. We love hearing from the fans. Uh, our, you know, it's going to require potentially years of, of discussion and research and investigation before we can settle on something as exciting as this partnership opportunity for the year our Lord 20 money, one year of the bag chaser. Um, that being said, Steve, in front of you, you should see the Del Monte Foods logo. And I, I do, do believe that, that David, aka Mr. Del Monte himself, mentioned that our current podcast uh, cover art is a litigation waiting to happen. Now, I'm looking at this good Del Monte Foods logo, and I'm wondering if I could find this font and just go ahead and go David Foster Wallace. And then the quality here, it would say Gromit. And I'm thinking maybe that might be a direction to go in. But above all, um, could be an option. I just want to open the floor up briefly to any listener out there who might have any graphic design experience. Feel free to shoot me an email or us an email, excuse me, at David Foster Wallace and Gromit at gmail.com. Uh, we are looking for an intern. We are looking for an intern. Um, I'm, I, think, I think we're always open to uh, any sort of graphic design uh, suggestions, any ideas you might have. And uh, any merch possibilities, frankly, not t-shirts, nothing like that. Not as, as of yet, maybe a sticker, maybe a ball cap. I'm looking at t-shirts. Oh, you're looking at t-shirts. I'm, I'm looking to start uh, printing my own NASA t-shirts. Right? right. So if someone wants to go ahead and mock up a, maybe like a NASA logo with a David Foster Wallace and Gromit idea, maybe if no, someone. No, 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 just, just NASA, just the t-shirts. Well, no, you do both. You do both. You make NASA t-shirts for regular listeners. And then for the uh, $100 tier Patreon subscribers, they have access to the David Foster Wallace and Gromit NASA bootleg collaboration. Um, but no, to any listener out there who wants to comb through uh, about 40 hours worth of episodes to find our, our choices, our juiciest bits, and, uh, and make a t-shirt based around that juicy bit. Reference them on a t-shirt, uh, by all means. We'll, we'll put them up on like a red bubble or a teespring or something like that. And, uh, and we'll, we'll work out some kind of royalty deal or, a, or a, a cash payment. This is completely sincere. If you have a, if you have an idea, if you have some kind of fan art, we would love to see some fan art. Um, sure. We'll post it on, on social media. We don't have a, a podcast, Instagram or Twitter account, but I'll throw it up on the website on mlmawa.com slash DFWAG or just mlmawa.com. Um, or I'll throw it up on my personal Instagram. That's at MLMAWA. Um, again, thank you so much, David, for that email. We always love uh, hearing from our listeners. Steve, any final thoughts on David, AKA Mr. Del Monte himself? We just always appreciate it, you know, and that's for, that's for everybody out there, but 
but uh, I like to call him DDM, David Del Monte. David Del Monte. And uh, we love we love hearing from Dave. I call him Dave sometimes because you know we're pals, and uh, we love hearing from Dave, and we love you know we love to to hear what's going on, hear some updates, what's going on in your guys' lives, how everything's going. Um, check in with us, you know, you know. Here's the thing. Yeah, tell them the thing. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Let me just give it to you straight. Tell them the I thing. Know, I know. Wait, are I you gonna you. get? Are you? Wait, hold on. You're not gonna let give it to him straight. To are you? Are you gonna get him? Are you gonna give it to him straight? I'm. Let me get to. Because don't beat around. Don't beat around the bush. Give it to him straight. Are you? Are, oh, <laughs> know, he's listeners. Everyone out there who listens to David Foster Wallace and Gromit knows that Steve's about to give you get the ready. thing. That is G U T T. He's talking about. Welcome to Steve's gut, a David Foster Wallace and Gromit subsidiary podcast. So Steve, give it to him straight. This is a no B-A-T-B that's beating around the bush, by the way. This no is a B-A-T-B. no BS zone. No more BS. No more nah. BS, a D-F-W-A-G. Oh. Steve, family give it friendly. to him straight. We don't, no acronyms for curse words. This is a family-friendly podcast. So let me just quit beating around the bush. Okay? Yeah, maybe maybe quit straight. beating around the bush. Maybe quit doing a little uh, hog wash, hog swaddling. Maybe you just give it to him straight. Let's go Let's go. NHB, no holds barred. What do you No holds barred. Here's the honest thing. truth, straight talk. The honest truth. <laughs> We're not holding back. All right. Mm-hmm. Let me let me give it to you. Big okay. facts. Here's what I know. Yep. Talk to him. I know you got time. All right. I know you got time. All right. So mm-hmm. listen, listen here. Let me let me just get to the point. Yeah. I know you've got time. Shoot us an email. Say yep. hi. Yep. What are you doing? If you're not going to say hi to us, okay, you know, that's fine. At least shoot an email to your friends. Yep. Shoot an email to your family. Say hi. Yep. You know what I mean? It doesn't always have to be for business opportunities. Obviously, we love hearing about business opportunities and chatting with people about fellow business people. You know what I mean? Of course. But if it's just fans or people, people who heard and say, oh, this season's interesting. I'm going to shoot him an email. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We just encourage that. We encourage uh, chatting, send an email. We'll probably read it unless you tell us not to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So send us send us what's been going on. What we'll are probably... your favorite books? What are your yeah. favorite foods? Where are mm-hmm. you from? What are your local flavors? Local you know? flavor. We will say your full oh, government name on the podcast unless we're instructed to otherwise. So look, to to Dave Dave Del Monte, yep. yep. Really appreciate it. Thanks, thanks, old pal. Uh, we love to hear it. We'll be getting back to you soon. And to everybody else out there listening, uh, feel free to contact. Say hello, Steve. Let's go ahead and segue into uh, Ballers, uh, David Foster Wallace and Gromit football fan sure. cast. Uh, and we're talking both kinds of football. I, I if if you're listening, I want you to send us your Super Bowl prediction. You know, we are just going nuts about the Super Bowl. You know, we're we're going nuts. You know, I'm a defensive guy. Jared's more of an offensive guy. And we're saying he's going, he's going. You know, I want this game to be 35-34. I, I, you know, I want 42-41. I want a high-scoring game. And I say, yeah. you know, I don't like to see the defenses give up, a, give up a ton of points. You know, I don't want it to be a waterfall on both sides. I want to see some quality defense. He's more an offense guy. He says, I want, I want him to run the score up. I want a hundred. He says, he tells me he wants a hundo. Yep. I don't I'm not even sure if that means 100 to 100 or something like that, or 101 to 100. He says, I want a hundo. Yeah. I need a, I need a disagree. hundo. We disagree about sports. So, you know, shoot us into sports are fun. We can agree on that. But I, I, you know, I want, I want defense. Okay. That's fine. So shoot us an email if you're a big fan of Super Bowl, uh, you know, Super Bowl, Super Bowl.com, any of the Super Bowl adjacent television series. Shoot us an email at DFW, you know, Dave, you know, at the email that Jared says at the end. David Foster Wallace and Gromit at gmail.com. Sure. Yep. Send an email about what do you think, Super Bowl wise. Yep. Give us an idea. You're rooting for one of the teams. I think they're both red. I don't like that as much. 
I don't like it's it's uh Chiefs I like Buccaneers. See, I like to see two different colors. Yeah. Yeah, well, well we can't say the names, so you have to cut that out. Oh, right. Yeah, we're under a, a stringent uh an equally stringent as as David Del Monte's an equally stringent NDA uh from uh the NFL. Yeah. 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 From uh John uh, Madden the, himself. <laughs> one thing one thing we can say is that uh both the teams are red is the primary color of both teams. Look, I like to have two different primary colors. I will say that. I would like to see a green, purple, blue, uh, orange, you know, black mm-hmm. primaries. So, yeah. Well, I just want, I mean, I only care about one team. And if I don't see one of those teams sporting my good old fashioned green and blue, not interested. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Again, there are diehards and there are neutral. Depends on, you know, depends on, depends on your take. Uh, anybody out there, shoot us an email, davidfrosterwallace.com, and tell us what is your local sports team? What is your local flavor yeah. in terms of balling? Yep. All right. Yep. What are you guys into? And that brings us to our next segment, which is a congratulatory segment. And that is not football as we know it, as American football. That's football. Football. I just want to give a quick congratulations to all of our listeners out there who are part of the, uh, who are part of the Palestra de São Paulo. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm talking about the São Paulo Football Club. I'm talking about the only one that matters. Yeah. In the whole state, in the whole country, in the whole world. And that's Palmeiras. Palmeiras recently won last week, mm-hmm. not quite last week, a few days ago, the Libertadores, which is the uh, kind of the Champions League of, of the Americas. Kind of the Super Bowl of soccer happens every year. Pretty big trophy, except for it's the whole continent. Yep. Or it's for the whole continent. So it's a big deal. We're talking thousands of Soccer clubs. I'm going to switch to soccer just to distinguish. Football. And so I'll tell you, I watched that game and they went and won it in a great, great fashion. So if you're listening and you want to go check that out, uh, go check out the highlights of that really cool last minute goal. Bizarre situation. The coach got a red card of the opposite team. Oh, love that. And and in the you know soccer games are 90 minutes. There was there was eight minutes added. And in the 98 and a half, 99th minute, they scored. And it was wild. Oh. The reason I'm bringing this up, you're probably wondering, why am I, why is he bringing this up? Let's oh, I know back. exactly. We, look, we know exactly why you're bringing I'm this bringing up. I'm bringing this up because I'm congratulating a dear listener of ours, and that's Gustavo. Friend of the pod. Friend, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod, our man in Brazil. Our boy in Brazil. The, yeah. Boots on the ground. Our boots in Brazil. Whoa. I'm sorry. Wait, did you did you uh, did you watch this game with him? This match with him, Mister. Let me finish. Oh, Mister. <laughs> Mister. Saint Paul himself. That's São Paulo himself. Gustavo. Palmeiras supporter forever, uh, as 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 far back as the clubs have ever been around. That's not quite true. It was founded, I think, in. 1900 or something it's old it's an old club by the way and that's another cool thing but uh they went they won it they hoisted that trophy up and boy that's a fun watch and uh gotta give gotta give a quick shout out to goo and to faith and to pedro oh the gang okay the gang my pals congrats to sao paulo uh, real happy for, for you guys in your city. Yeah. And, uh, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Great game. Couldn't have been happier to see, to see that, that finish real last minute down to the wire. And so usually we don't talk about sports on this, on the podcast, but it, it, it's a cool thing to mention and to just congratulate. And I know a lot of our listeners are, are Sao Paulo players. So I just wanted to say guys, congratulations, uh, shoot us an email. Uh, shoot us pictures of you guys holding the trophy, whatever it may be. And uh, really just wanted to say congrats to the club. 
And uh, are you going to tell him what he's won? I, obviously, for some of our more astute listeners, uh, they'll be well aware that Gustavo, friend of the pod, Gustavo, our boy in Brazil, is the uh, club's founder and current uh, co-chair. And as an ambassador of the club, he has won an all-expenses-paid uh, guest spot on David Foster, Wallace, and Gromit as the third mic pending his approval uh, and his interest coming uh, ideally first or second week of March. So that's some big news. We will be having our first ever guest. We have run a little long. We're at 42 minutes. Do you want to talk about, should, should I get out my, four, let me go ahead and bust out the fourth tipple here for our discussion sure. of our weeks, uh, this week's uh, selected uh, novella. You know, I can't even say novella. I would say novel. I would say we've, yeah. We're, yeah. That's the thing. All this right, is well, one of those. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. I was just going to say, this is one of those um, kind of deceptive books i it was selected because we saw a oh, 100 well come on it said 180 pages novella and then you crack open you say oh this is 100 and pay, 180 eight and a half by 11 pages at like yeah. a size 10 font and you go oh well Oops. here we go this is novel it's again this is this is uh malcolm lowry's ultramarine it does not do us or him any justice to do a synopsis of the book so i will say just briefly let, I, want, I think we should do what we used to do yeah. with like a full-length book where it's kind of like what did you like what you dislike themes that kind of stuff but just for listeners out there who are interested in reading the book it's easily uh you know you can find it very easily as a pdf and the short of it is it's effectively about it's a semi-autobiographical or a, an auto-fiction story about um a 19 year old you know uh would-be sailor or or you know newly minted sailor dana hilliot uh, out of Norway, an Englishman out of Norway, uh, who embarks on this journey. And the journey, I think the book takes place over about what, like a month? They stop in port twice. So probably about a month um, on a 10 month tour or a, or no, I think it's a year long tour. So maybe he's already two months into it. Um, but on this, on this voyage, and uh, it's really just about him trying to get the other sailors. He's trying to uh, ingratiate himself, endear himself to the other sailors to minimal avail, uh, while also staying faithful to his, his uh, girl back home. I think the book only covers a couple of days, though, doesn't it? No, because they go into port twice. Once in... Oh, fuck. Yeah, and once in Hong Kong? Yeah. So I guess maybe it wouldn't be that far. Yeah, but why would they be going? No, because they're in, was it between chapters three and six? They're at the port in Hong Kong. It takes place, three and six take place over like two days. So yeah, you're right. It might only take yeah. place over like, I mean, it, maybe between chapter one and chapter three, maybe like a week passes. So it's yes, actually a pretty I, short window. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah, once they're in Hong Kong, they're picking up the animals and then they're heading back to London. So I think it starts, like I said, like two months into or a month into his voyage. We see about a week, sure. week and a half. And we know there are 10 months to go. But within that short period of time, he's promoted to a, a fireman position or a, a coal shoveling position. Um, you know, he risks life and limb. I mean, what did you, you were saying it's a slog. I mean, did you, how'd you feel about the book? You, you like it? You dislike it? How do you feel about the style? Maybe you get into it first because I have a couple references that I want to that I want to touch on. No, do it. Just go crazy. Well, I stumbled across and sure. and, and and took a look at a uh, where is it? Let me find it. Let me find it. Okay, while you're waiting to find that. Um, See, that while, was what I was saying. Well, you should have <laughs> had that prepared. I was just going to say I I um. I'm not, I don't love stream of conscious, like real stream of conscious literature. Right. I, I don't, I like a lot of beat uh, works, like the bigger beat era works, but it's not like my favorite. I think it can become very indulgent and very masturbatory. And I think for that reason, this book, Ultramarine versus Lowry's um, real classic, his, his tome uh, with Under the Volcano, I think that's why this is considered a little more juvenile. I mean, he did write it when he was like 22, mm -hmm. which is frankly reading this insane to me. There are a few, there are, there are a few moments where you get that impression, 
but those yeah. moments are very few and far between and the beat stuff the sort of stream of consciousness like really out there off the map moments don't spoil it for me in any way i think what he does exceptionally well in this is the way that dialogue is used to create a concussive and chaotic environment where you have yeah. i mean it'll be like 40 pages of not a single named character just like 10 people talking over each other constantly saying absolutely nothing this is it is like a beautiful novel about nothing at all very i mean there there i mean in terms of things actually happening there's a ton going on but in terms of actual action basically nothing um and then there were a few moments where he's extremely poetic i don't know if he realized it though at the time the times when he's trying to be really insightful and trying to be very deep regarding you know his girl back home and his relationship to his father and his relationship to his own wealth and the way that he drinks and things like that that kind of falls relatively flat or it's impactful but maybe not as like as much so as he imagined but there are a few moments especially a few quotes from andy the cook where you really you really are confronted by the sense that none of these men can leave the boat they truly cannot make it in the real world these are men who hate their lives who sailing as hell but if they ever got off that boat for more than two days they would just drop dead um and uh, no, I mean, I liked it. I actually really, I really enjoyed it. It took, it takes a while to get into it though. I would say the first two chapters, um, it's tough to adjust to the writing style, but once you're in it and once the dialogue really starts going crazy, it's a lot of fun. True. You, it is one of those, oh, sorry. No, 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 I was oh, waiting yeah. for you. Did you get your, you get your stuff up? Yeah, I wanted to just, just make a couple of references yeah. in terms of literature and get a little more into the weeds of it. But I will, I will give my who who is this book for? Who would like this? What does it remind you of? Well, I think there are kind of obvious, not beat. I I wouldn't compare it to beat. You know, to me, it's before beat. Yeah, it is. I mean, li literally, it is. Yeah. It's it's before beat and it's uh, it's more this blend of uh, Kurt kind of it has the Hemingway curtness and it has the 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 mental stringency of for example of Faulkner. Now I can only I, I'm only going to American authors. I know Lowry is British. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm going to American authors because that's the comparison mm -hmm. point that I have. But I mean, effectively, a book about kind of a very microcosm uh, book about, in a way, coming of age, in a way, masculinity, in a way, uh, you know, men struggling with life, not being happy, these themes. Uh, are kind of, I think, inspired by the things that Hemingway wrote a lot about, in a way. A lot yeah. of this kind of, not quite depravity, but, you know, masculinity, it's very, it's very curt. Nothing much really is supposed to be said in a setting, and that's the point. Yeah. Uh, it's about kind of day-to-day -day life. I think, in general, this book covers a couple days. And like what Jared was saying, it's it's kind of expanded stream of consciousness in that uh, dialogue gets locked up in the stream of consciousness. And it becomes consistent flow of things. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you kind of pick up some of those things, like if you're sitting in a crowded area, you're in general, you're not going to be able to really pick up everything. That's kind of how I see these types of uh, books. Yeah. Also, you can you can put Joyce in this same conversation, right? It's not mm -hmm. just Faulkner who does stream of consciousness. Of course, Joyce did it before, and arguably Joyce was a larger influence, of course, on uh, Lowry, arguably at least, being from a closer area. <clears throat> So I see, I see those kinds of things, this kind of stream of consciousness bleeding out, right? And yeah. affecting kind of this maybe unreliable narrator, 
Intoxication certainly plays a role in those scenes, right? Alcoholism. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, I see that as kind of the the nature of conversation. And of course, this is this is kind of this marks a turning point in literature, where prose still serves its purpose, but now we have alternatives to prose in a way. We can still tell a story, or rather, portray a setting. Uh, and some authors happen to be kind of, let's say, pioneers or maybe talented at doing that. And I think yeah. this is a this is a very nice showcase of that. I think it does um, a great job. Just to expand on what you're saying, I think that sure. mentioning Hemingway is a really good point because um, Lowry himself. I mean, he's he's um, for lack of a better term, not that Hemingway was it, but to to expand, you know, a, kind of like a. Uh, a fail son. I mean, he was, he came from wealth. He, he became a extreme alcoholic at a young age. He spent his entire life just kind of moving from place to place, you know, luxuriating, slowly working through these novels, rewriting them, constantly rewriting them, making these edits and just kind of like drinking throughout the world. Um, and even in the story, I mean, the idea of Dana, of someone who is uh, of extreme wealth, who just cannot be, he can't bring himself to be bothered by anything and joins up to be a sailor for, I mean, sort of this, um, what fun. we saw with, yeah, for fun, for, for, for fetishization of the sea to, to become a real man to, you know, for experience, for all these yeah. things to, to, because he thinks that it is like, uh, it's, it's the rich playing poor, you know, it's, it's he's cosplaying yeah. as a, as a working man, as the proletariat. Um, and what this book does so well and what Lowry does so well. And I guess, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not a beat novel. The stream of consciousness isn't, it's not him exploring the, the drunkenness. It's not him exploring inebriation and exploring alcoholism. It's putting someone into a room. You're getting pages and pages of their conversation. You're, and you're getting the then real experience of one. Yeah. I guess maybe semi unreliable narrator exploring his thoughts in silence. I mean, I remember when I, because I saw the movie of Under the Volcano, I remember seeing some commentary about how it's like, you know, Lowry's this great unfilmable author. You can't adapt anything of his. And that's perfectly understandable if you consider this work uh, in the same light. I mean, if it's, yeah, if it's taking place over, you know, a couple days and nothing technically happens, you have a, a whole chapter yeah. where it's just kind of people sitting around in the dark, murmuring to each other and him eavesdropping. And then this bizarre fantasy that you can't even really tell us if it cuts away for 10, 15 pages where he like dreams of killing uh, Andy or towards the beginning where he, you know, he's, he's propositioned by the quartermaster and then finds his way to the furnace and just sits head hung and just thinks, and he thinks, and he thinks, and he explores and he explores and the quartermaster just kind of goes, okay, good night. You know, no, no hard feelings. See you later. Yeah. And uh, he's so wrapped up in his mind and so, you know, constantly feeling he's paranoid and he's accosted by others. And, you know, this is a, a tale of wanting to be accepted of, of not just masculinity, yeah. but qualification of a man of when he, when he yells at Andy saying, you know, you no chin, you fucking, you know, screaming at him and everyone goes, okay, you know, that's enough Dana. One, he lost his chin Two, He's a better man than you hard line. And they just go back to their cards. You know, that's, um, these are people who live very, a sentimental lives and are joined by someone who is entirely sentiment someone who you know is constantly waging a war with himself about his perception of the girl he left back home of of women in his life period there is there is definitely um, and it might just be the time period it might be the kind of person lowry was but there is a very um belittling view of women in this especially the scene yeah. where where olga is dancing with him oh don't comment on my hand oh don't comment on my hands don't comment and then he Caesar with Andy and she comments on his hands and it's just the you really you really feel the venom and then also with with Andy later describing you know kind of an off off screen you know alluded to more lurid sexual act and and the entire time Dana's just kind of disgusted by it all disgusted not with the act not with Andy necessarily but just with the idea of his understanding of these port women you know and as the men described them of just disease carrying and you know, layabouts and describes following that pimp that one time. So it's very much so about not just masculinity, but like the male experience or this very specific male experience when, ex when experienced in confrontation or in, in conflict with, um, 
I guess the class structure that existed in England or in this sort of a Norwegian enclave in, uh, or this uh, English enclave in Norway at the time, excuse me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very much so. I mean, the kind of person that would like this is someone who would like a book about the sea, about a, a, about salty dogs. Um, Somebody who's, who's maybe a little prone to the sauce. A little sauce, right. a little sauce. <laughs> A little um, prone to get uh, to get a little wonky, get a yeah. little Willy Wonka. Oh, I mean, look, what do you want me to say? Uh, I made a couple little notes. Let me just yeah. check and see if the, these were. I recommend this book for big fans of oceans. A couple big of the notes I had fans. made. Do you like boats? I remarked. Uh, com, look at boats. He, I will say the a good example of the the <clears throat> the difference between like what he believed to be insightful and engaging um you know kind of spewing that the the stream of consciousness that i'm describing an example of that falling flat was uh, on page 23 when he's describing the bells the bells that he would hear the goats bells and saying tinkle tonkle tankle tunk over and over again like a little like yeah. block of text just saying that versus further on when he's talking about uh after the bird dies after the pigeon dies and norman oh, yeah. sulking and Andy's there and they're watching the sunset and Andy says, soon be home, New York or no New York. And then basically the, the rest of the crew, we kind of like nod and agree. And he, and Dana says, you know, whether they know what they're nodding and agreeing to. And it's like these, mm -hmm. these moments of kind of like they, he's, they're kind of disregarded. They feel very, they feel as though he was writing them in a very empty manner. They aren't, they aren't punctuating anything necessarily, but they're moments that really give insight to the characters that really give insight to that like life to that experience of you know a veteran sailor someone who's who's almost aged out and can't bear the thought of it um oh i will say that uh dana and hans the german he meets mm -hmm. that's absolutely just you and gustavo <laughs> yeah yeah and you yeah and you know it too yeah we're gonna have to cut nope <laughs> all right Anyway, it looks like everyone, we're at the uh, time to wrap up the show. God damn it. Steve, what are we reading for next week? Jared, that's a great question. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll be looking into... I'm to jump through this damn screen. We're looking into The Necklace by Guy de Malpassant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, do, would we recommend Ultramarine? I would say if if that's what you're into, then if the if it, if the if it's the type of book you're into, then I would say, uh, you know, it's something it's something interesting that uh, that you can check out. There was uh, I think I was reading something about it. <laughs> No, no, say it. Just fucking say it. Just go. No, go into it. You know what? Because here, because we're no, just go on. Just go into it. Just go into it. Because with all this cut out, we're back at like the 50 minute park. So just go into it. Tell me about some of the themes that the University of Windsor mentioned. Okay, no, while I'm you're hoping. while you're stumbling, I'm gonna say, yeah, yeah the person who would ahead. like the kind of person who would like this book, someone like myself, you like a seafaring tale, you like a story about uh, uh, masculinity about, about societal norms as they pertain to masculinity, like a story about remaining chaste and uh, a story about being, being true and virtuous, um, self-imposed virtue, self-righteousness. You like a story. Yes. Yeah. Don't give me, what the fuck is that sneer for? Okay. No, what now, what now, I didn't what? Read anything about that on the, on the university of Windsor. Oh my God. <laughs> you like a story. Oh boy. You like a story that does a an excellent job in my opinion of blending internal monologue external action and kind of like i said before creating a very chaotic a very concussive and a very paranoid narrator which is reliable even still but you really are taken for a ride with him um obviously as more uh involved and maybe known uh, you know learned listeners might be uh might, might be aware of Malcolm Lowry was an insane alcoholic, as we'd already mentioned, and this is kind of the beginning of the end in terms of his uh, mental state. Uh, sure. Anyway, Steve, tell us a little bit about. Uh, well, I, let me give you my take, and that is I would, that, uh, oh, I would Malcolm, love to hear your take. 
generally accepted, I would say, is that uh, Malcolm Lowry's books, famously Ultramarine and uh, Under the Volcano, are uh, deal typically with the following few themes. Uh, I think four, let's say, and this is this is something from the you know the University of Windsor has corroborated. Who, who wrote this. that? Who wait who? <laughs> And and who and who uh, authored this this bit of academic uh, literature from the Bernadette, University of Bernadette Wild. Surely not uh, sister. Surely not sister Bernadette Wild. In fact, the very in same. Fact, yeah. In, in fact, the same. Uh, Malcolm Lowry deals with four themes: alcoholism, as Jared's discussed already. Alcoholics, anonymous though he wasn't an anonymous alcoholic. Uh, death. I would say he was a synonymous alcoholic. <laughs> well, one could say. One could say. One death? Could say. Death is death. two. Of death the pigeon, of uh, the constant fear of death, the dangers of the ship, the dangers of the shore. The death of the sailing man. Oh, yes, 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 yes. In a growing industrial age. He even remarked, at how, uh, age. remarked at how surprised he was to see some of the American steamliners. Um, sure. uh, what, what do you call them? Like traveling steamliners. Um, yeah, pedestri well, sure. Pedestrian steamliners, yeah. Yeah, you see, the good, you see the work of a good old U.S. of A. Then. See one from Seattle, Washington. They even said, where the hell is Seattle? It's by the sea. <laughs> so... The other one is uh, ocean, or boats, maybe, you could also say. In fact, the title, Ultramarine, refers to the original blue, true blue, from the, um, as derived from, uh, what's it called, the Lapis, you know what I'm talking about? The, no, the blue, the maybe original. you should check your citations. Steve, I'm going to come through this fucking screen. I'm a, oh, my God. Anyway, Ultramarine refers to a color, uh, and the idea of that classic, uh, Mariner. Not, not unlike our classic Mariners here in Seattle, Washington. Oh, there's only one Mariner in my mind, and that's the Mariner Moose. Thanks, guys. Steve, uh, tell, me, tell me number four. Tell me what Sister uh, Bernadette had to say about number four. Number four, the need for love. Yes. Now, and, and admittedly, you know, uh, uh, you know he, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a, a bit of a uh, star-crossed mm -hmm. uh, romantic. Kind of pathetic. Well, it's pathetic because you really get the impression that, um, I mean, he doesn't need to have a girl waiting for him back home. He's he's romanticized this idea of love, insofar as he is, who has yeah, people waiting for yeah, him. insofar as he is engaged in it. I mean, all of his all of his like waxings, all of his musings about her, they're always just involving you know her proximity to him, the way they watch the boats. I mean, it's a, it's a love for something other than what he had at home. And yet he pines after her even still. And then eventually comes to resent her with the shore. And then in sort of an odd turn of events kind of resents women altogether. And it, it's just this bizarre, he's, he's one of those people. And it, that definitely contributes to like the juvenilia. He's a, uh, he's like in love with the idea of love less. So, and again, like, yeah, perfectly. Like you said, the the sailor waiting for someone back home someone waiting yeah. someone remaining not just him remaining abstinent and chased someone being chased in tandem yeah exactly what i said no it's not what you said it's what sister um bernadette said could very well be could very well be could very well be ladies and gentlemen you are listening to the last episode of david foster wallace and grandma this is his, his historic moment Last episode of David Foster Wallace and Gromit. Uh, our next episode is going to be Del Monte Foster Wallace and Gromit. Well, there's going to be Del Monte Foster Wallace and Gromit with me and David Greenspan. A, a, a David Greenspan, Jared co-production. And there's going to be... David um, G. Del Monte. Yeah. And then there's going to be Ballers, uh, a football football fan cast with Steve and, uh, and Gustavo. Gustavo Ernesto. Yeah. Sure, sure. That could very well be. I mean, we'll I still we'll remain, we'll remain, you know... Uh, amicable because we do still have to work out of the same david foster wallace and gromit podcast industries headquarters so we'll see each other in the halls you know we'll divvy up the lunchroom and we'll we'll kind right. of figure out how to best do that also anyone out there if you have a podcast that you believe is worthy of our david foster wallace and gromit industries umbrella be sure to shoot us an email at david foster wallace gromit uh, at gmail.com steve one more time what are we reading for next week it seems as though we have run out the timer and are unable uh -oh. to discuss 
our weekly selection of Infinite Jest. Steve, what are we reading for next week? We're reading The Necklace by Guy de Maupassant. You want to take one more, a, one more pass at that name? Yeah, The Necklace. So, No, the author's name? Oh, sorry about that. Guy? Guy de Come out of my skin. Oh, my finger's bleeding. Um, you're getting you're slamming your slamming your hand too hard on your desk there, buddy. It's a draining one, you know. Well, it didn't have to be. For everyone listening, uh, we would really appreciate you send us an email at davidfosterwallaceandgrom@gmail.com. We would also really appreciate leaving us a review positive or negative i suppose on uh, apple podcasts david foster wallace and gromit as always you can listen there spotify or on our website mlmawa.com slash dfwag uh you can interact with us on instagram or more specifically me on instagram as we don't have a show page at mlmawa uh and until next time uh we wish you all the best stay safe out there and uh sure. you know keep keep reading you know, yeah, let me let me jump in, tack something on. Oh, that's tack right. something on. We, I'd love to hear you tack something on. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that'd be great. Oh, why, great. So why would I? Why would I stop you? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, why would you? Why would I? Probably. Yeah. Be, I don't know. I mean, it would just kind of remove credibility. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll so see what makes the final edit. You know what I mean? We'll see what makes the cut. <laughs> you listen to the episode, and it's like it's like twenty minutes of just me talking to me, responding to nothing, and be like, all right, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> just cut out your audio track entirely. <laughs> no, talk to the Anyways, people. Give them some closing what thoughts. I wanted, yeah. What I wanted to tack on there really quick was related to giving uh, rating. Uh, any rating we'll be happy with, but I will describe the four levels of happiness that I will have. <laughs> Please do. <clears throat> Least happy is negative towards me and positive towards Jared. Yeah. Second least negative, negative towards both of us. Uh-huh. Second, sorry, second least happy. Right. Negative Medium. towards both of us. Medium. Yeah, negative towards both. Um, not so happy. Medium happiness, reasonable happiness. Uh-huh. Positive towards me, negative towards Jared. Uh-huh. And double happy, positive towards both. Uh huh. Now, what's the fifth level? Uh, just four. Okay. So think about that. Let's just think about that. Give your reviews carefully. I would say my um, five levels are. Um, Let's hear them. My least favorite would be uh, negative towards me, positive towards Steve. <laughs> Then it would be um, sure. negative towards me, kind of neutral towards Steve. Oh, okay. And negative, negative, and then neutral, okay. negative, or neutral, negative, and then positive, negative, me, Steve. That's going to be the five star for me. Well, that's your, okay. That's your five star. And is there any option for positive, positive, or what's up? Positive, no, po positive, positive, positive is the same to me as negative, negative. Cause I'm sort of looking at this from like, uh, Got it. you know, enemy, my enemy, you know, whoever wins, sure. we all lose and yeah. I'll happily take it. I'll happily go collateral damage. If it means okay. that someone, someone on this podcast is not getting a positive rating. No, obviously this is a goof. Okay. Anyone listening out there, we would definitely appreciate a positive rating as our audio quality has definitely improved, uh, recently. And we're going to be making improvements and we're hoping to engage with you guys and, um, you know, uh, again, this is the this is the foremost uh, infinite jest and new sincerity podcast. So we definitely appreciate all the interaction, local flavor, whatever you're reading, whatever's getting on, going on with your life. Always appreciate the interaction. Um, and again, we'll uh, in closing, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, uh, thanks to all our sponsors. We appreciate it. We appreciate it.